Welcome to the Ride Boundless Podcast, where we explore the limitless world of motorcycles and the people who ride them. On this episode, we have a special guest, John, also known as Victory John. He's a passionate photographer and weekend warrior who spends his days posted up on the Mulholland Drive in Malibu Mountains, capturing stunning images of motorcycles and cars passing by. Join us as we delve into John's career, passion, and inspiring story behind his work. He's even brought some of his amazing photos to share with us. And don't forget to check out our sponsor, Ride Clean, the simple and easy way to keep your motorcycle looking like new. Made with carnauba wax and proudly made in the USA, Ride Clean is safe on any surface. Use promo code RBPODCAST for 25% off plus free shipping. Also, be sure to visit our website at www.rideboundless.net for blogs, all our past guests, new group rides, events, merchandise, and much more. Join us in an exciting episode on the Ride Boundless podcast. Mr. Victory John, a.k.a. John. Just John. Just John, a.k.a. Just John. Just thank, John. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. I, I appreciate you uh, responding to the calls and the back and forth on the emails and bringing all these beautiful samples. And we're here. And we're and here. And my baby. And your baby. Uh, for the listeners and the people watching the video, how do you introduce yourself? What do you do for a living? Well, I'm Victory John. I'm a professional photographer, and uh, I have a very unique uh, unique form of photography. I don't think too many. In fact, I think I'm pretty much the only one in Southern California doing what I do. And, and what is it that you do? I stand on the side of the road shooting mostly predominantly motorcycles. How? I, yeah, I do shoot some cyclists and some cars, some exotics, but basically my target is motorcycles. Man, how, it's funny, because when you say it, it you, you never think about how dangerous that, that is. That's pretty crazy. It can get nuts. Yeah, it I can get, get people firing past my face, like this guy doing about 80 right at me. That This guy's coming straight at you. I, I, I think we straight should, at me. should be able to That's focus. a Ducati Pentagoli V4. That's my friend Barack, and he's one of the fastest riders out there. I shoot him regularly. Between 75 and 80, one time he came by at 85 on my birthday and sadly crashed right in front of me. Yeah, that, that, that was recent. Out of there. It was on my birthday on May, in May. In May. And this is his, he's back riding again, and now his bike is all uh, carbon fiber, and he's back doing it. So so he brought you a cake, my understanding. He brought is he, me a birthday cake, yeah. He carried he a cake on his Ducati, <laughs> said happy birthday to you, yeah. and then after that he got uh, to an 30 accident. 30 minutes later, crashed right in front and, of me. And got helicoptered yeah. out. That, that's crazy. Do we know the cause of the, the accident? Uh, he uh, he pitched the bike over beyond its capability. Sugar? Uh, yes, please. Uh, he pitched the bike over beyond its capability to the point where he actually bent the pin back on the kickstand stand. Uh, the little pin that sticks out, he put it over so far that it uh, bent the pin back and uh, the bike low-sided oh at about God. 80. Oh, my goodness, man. Yeah. Uh, you've been doing this 20 years? No, 40, 14 years. This is my 14th year on well, Of course, Holland, you're only 35, been, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm 35, <laughs> single. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. uh, I started uh, uh, 2009, September 2009 on Mulholland. How, uh, what's the story about that? That's, like what were you doing uh, you know, before? Uh, and yeah, it's a strange story. Uh, in 2009, I was working. My photography was totally different. It was using uh, photo cubes. Doing product management, product development, uh, package design, uh, advertising, magazine stuff uh, for the different companies that I worked for and making really good money. And uh, in July 2009, actually in June 2009, I decided that I wanted to have a kid and I'm horrible with relationships. So I hired a surrogate. And in July 2009, I found out that we're pregnant and I'm going to have a baby in January. Same month, 2009, the company I worked for pulled up stakes and moved to Tennessee, and everybody in California got laid off. Wow. So I went from six figures to unemployment Ouch. with a baby on the way. Literally just found out I got a baby on the way. So I had to come up with something. So I tried to start, start, tried a startup company to compete with the company that moved, and then a, uh, <laughs> bad things happened. I hired a, a recovered heroin addict who stole all my products, and next thing you know, I'm... I'm out of products and out of stuff to sell, so now I've got to come up with something. And so I turned my photography in a different direction. So it was all by sheer chance. Uh, 
started shooting out on Mulholland. Uh, Jay Leno, I got Jay Leno's attention. Uh, he contacted me and did a interview with me for Jay Leno's Garage. And next thing I know, I got people coming out and I'm shooting them and Highway Photos got launched. So that, that, that's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, I've been doing so, it ever but, since. But, okay, so you, you're down your luck. You, you're, they take your equipment. You got a baby coming. Like, what was it that you said, you know what, this, this street photography thing is the best? Or was it like a friend of yours, like, hey, can you take a shot? No, I'd, I'd seen it before. I, uh, when I was in uh, Franklin, Tennessee, I decided to rent a Harley, and I went down the tail of the dragon. And everybody knows if you go down the tail of the dragon, there's a guy named Killboy. And he's doing this kind of photography. He's right. on the side of the road shooting people, and I, and I met him. Uh, now, that was while I was working for that company that moved to Tennessee. I did right. such a good job for them in Tennessee, they decided that that office would become their primary office, and they shut down this office. I went, oh, thanks. So I set them up to fire me. So uh, That's also, I also knew of Rockstore Photos, which was a guy who was shooting up on top of the snake, uh, right. which is past the Rockstore. Um, so I actually talked to him, uh, made some arrangements to be on his website for a while. So me and his girlfriend were on his website and he kind of, you know, uh, let me know he was there and I'm here. Uh, and then after about a year, I broke loose from him. Uh, and, uh, then he went out of business just before the Woolsey fire. So now I'm the only one. So, but I had no idea that this was going to go the way that it went. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've upgraded my camera. Five times now. This is my latest. What, what did you start off with? Started off with a little D three hundred that was like an eight megapixel camera. But back in two thousand nine, yeah, that was state of the art. Yeah, you know, of but it was still a what they call a crop sensor. Uh, and then I had this big lens on it, so it was a little camera with a big lens. Uh, the other thing I found out was I ran into problems with the Rangers because I shoot in Malibu Creek State Park, and so you need a film permit if you're shooting in a state park. Why, but welcome to California. California, yeah. And uh, so instead of giving me a ticket, the Rangers connected me with some people uh, in LA that handle licensing, and I got you know a multi million dollar insurance policy, which is all they really wanted. Right. And then they gave me the film permit. So now I have a film permit to shoot out there. So you got to do this annually? I'd have to do it annually. Yeah. yeah. So I have to keep my permit up. Now, up on top of the snake where Paul was, he didn't need a permit because it was an unincorporated LA County. Nobody owned it. But where I'm at, this is Malibu Creek State Park, so uh, you need a permit. So now, how, how did you find your location, and was that always your location? No, it's all a trick. It's and it's all a little bit of mastery. I drove up and down. Now, before the Rangers, <laughs> before I got into trouble with the Rangers, I used to have a backpack on the back. Now, you want to know how I got the name Victory John? Yeah, yeah. I started out with a Victory Vision up there, and so people started calling me Victory John, and so it just took. Now I've got the Goldwing, and somebody said, are you going to change your name to Honda John? No, it just doesn't roll off the or tongue. Or yeah. Golden Wing. Goldwing, Goldwing, Goldwing John. John. Yeah, no, <laughs> we'll stick with Victory John. Victory over all things, right? So, uh, uh, so I used to have a backpack on the bike because a ranger came by and said they were looking for me to give me a ticket. So I would take the camera and slide it into the backpack. The second I saw a ranger, I'd take off. You know, right. Then I'd come back a little bit later. So I moved around a lot when I first started. I would shoot kind of here and then move and then shoot over here. Uh, and uh, it got tiring just trying to outrun them. Then finally the lead ranger came to me and said, instead of keep, you know, trying to outrun us all the time, why don't you just go talk to this guy? He'll work it out on getting you a license. And that's when I made these connections with the CHP and the sheriff because I sort of needed their endorsement. I needed their approval. So, uh, you know, uh, got the license, and then I didn't have to run anymore. So then that's when Camp Victory started up, which is the camp which it now looks like now. So, yeah, and, and I, anybody I, goes by, sees it. Or is, is that a trailer you pull with the bike? That's a polar trailer that I pull with the bike, and I just finished that trailer last year. That's, that's, that's so a do it yourself, uh, do it yourself mini teardrop. So uh, everybody recognizes me now. <laughs> so everybody, everybody, everybody. Uh, and then I and they, they, I, have a, I have a friend of mine from the bike shed, and, and she was like, "Oh, oh you, yeah, you got to talk to Victory there. Tiffany." Yeah, Tiffany, yeah. sure, Tiffany MB. Yeah, Tiffany. she's gorgeous. I may actually have a picture of her here. Yeah, Tiffany Benz. Oh, I don't. Yeah, 
Um, she does the watches. But she there. was, you know, just exactly. Yeah. But she she was like so excited that I was doing this interview. Jaime, you know, Camille, that right. you did the photography. Right. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Jaime Camille, but this guy's... Well, I've only... He yeah. bought the pictures with the live wire. He was on the live wire that day. Yeah. Uh, but, I told him, but, come back, we'll get more. I want to yeah, get you with the, your helmet off. That'd be amazing, too. Just come by, drop off your helmet, make a couple passes. My license covers me. We, we, CHP we and that. the sheriff don't bother me at all. I do it all the time. Oh, man. That, that's yeah. that's so awesome. Yeah. I, I'm going to bring... I'm come by with your helmet off. I'll grab your helmet. You just do a couple passes. Get your helmet and go. That That's, that's another <laughs> thing that he's always... Uh, that Victory John's always done. John... Uh, from day one of just contacting you, you've always were welcoming. Come by the campsite, hang out the campsite, ask any questions, uh, recommendations. You know, is is slow down when you're taking that turn. You'll, you'll get better shots. The, the the picture doesn't show how fast you're going. Right, and it, it and doesn't make for a better shot. Uh, pushing it is fine. I get a lot of guys like. Uh, uh, oh, I'll, I'll tell you one other thing because you did ask the question about why did I pick these locations. Uh, the trick with Moholland, I've driven up and down Moholland looking for the right spots. The trick is, is the power lines and power poles. That's right. Uh, and you got to find a spot. I had to find a spot where I had a nice background that blends in nicely, even though the background is blurred on the pictures. They still look beautiful, but with no power poles and power lines. Now, occasionally, I will get some power poles and power lines in the edge of the shot. And I edit that out. When the pictures that you got, you were coming downhill, the and there were end. power poles, power lines, and Jaime was in the background. And I think I sent you an edited one with him in it and with him out, not in yeah. it. And then I took away the power poles and power lines. Yeah, you even um, did an edit where it's me, followed by me, followed yeah, yeah. by me. That's the <laughs> panorama. Yeah, the panoramas are pretty cool. Uh, I did that one uh, custom one for anybody who likes Jason Mamore or Keanu Reeves. Now, these guys have never bought pictures from me. But it doesn't mean I can't play with their pictures. Um, so my friend John uh, wanted to do something for his wife uh, for Mother's Day. His wife rides a Ducati, and he rides uh, a Road King. Actually, they both have Road Kings, but she happened to be on her Ducati this one day. And uh, I said, does your wife like Jason Momoa? And he says, oh, my God, my wife loves Jason Momoa. And I said, how about Keanu Reeves with his arch motorcycles? And oh, my God, he, she loves our you know, Keanu Reeves. And I said, okay, let's do something. So I made this picture. I'm not going to show this edge of it because yeah. this is Jason Momoa, uh, Lorraine, John's wife. And then this is Keanu Reeves on his arch motorcycle. And he says, well, can I be in the picture? I said, sure. So we have him hitchhiking. Uh, Hilarious. This is so genius. And this was actually photos from over a four-year period picture of Keanu Reeves I took maybe four years ago. Jason Momoa I took last year in the summer when he was on that vintage Harley. And then Lorraine's picture I took that three years ago from at this my is, other camp. This is legendary. Yeah, so I this do the is, edit in such a way that there is no way that you can tell that that's a mock-up. It looks like she's actually writing with those guys. I, I, I wouldn't, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to ask for one of these. You, we're going to do one for you. I, I now, this ask. one's going to blow you away because this is uh, can a I, guy can named I show Dinosaur. This? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me show this because this is... You got to look at the detail at how I do the edits because that's one thing that I'm known for is the way I do the edits. You cannot tell that that is an edit. So that's a masterpiece. That's awesome. That cool. And of course, I've never heard from Jason Momoa, so he clearly doesn't want his pictures, but somebody else does. Yeah. So his lo yeah, his loss. Yeah, I know. I know. He's followed by paparazzi. What does he need my photography for? Uh, so uh, the other guy that I get all the time is a guy named Dinosaur, and he's one of that my sounds familiar. He's a really cool guy. He goes down to Neptune's a lot. Uh, he's one of the guys that rides with all the other guys on the Dinas that ride like crazy guys. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he's old guy like me, but he rides like a teenager, and he's funnier than hell because he always told me he said if you ever shoot me from the inside, I'm never going to buy the picture. So sometimes I go on the other side of the road and get inside shots, like yeah. uh, uh, Barack with the Penegali. Right. I shot him on the inside with him coming right at my face. So this one Saturday, dinosaur comes by, and I'm on the wrong side of the road. And he comes by on the red bike. I'm, and I'm like, Mike. Oh, I think if I put it in front of me, front there of we go. Better. Is that better? 
Uh, yeah, that's that's better. Okay. With with this new setup, I'm I'm trying to figure it out. Okay. You want to start over? No. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's start over. All right. So uh, so Kevin comes by on his Dyna on, on his red bike, and I'm on the wrong side of the road. This is on a Saturday, and I go, oh, crap! He's not going to buy those pictures. Yeah. And so Sunday comes around, and I'm out there shooting again. I'm on the wrong side, and he comes by on his on his blue gray bike, and. This time I'm on the wrong side of the road again. I'm going, damn it. I missed him twice, two times in a row. So I created this for him, which is now, uh, this is him riding both bikes at the same uh-huh. time. Uh, and again, if you look really close, even in between the spokes and between the engine compartment, all that, you'll see the bike on the other side. As you're describing it, let me show it. Yeah. Uh, the edit is unreal. And this is now his favorite shot. He blew this up poster size and gave it to his daughter. Uh, and it is now his favorite image of all time, which is funny because he told me he would never get pictures if I shoot him on the inside. This is an awesome shot. Yeah, pretty crazy, right? So I had to come up with a way to make him like it, even though he didn't like it. <laughs> that, that, that's a beautiful... So when you do a shot like that, are you sticking to one motorcycle and one scene and adding other ones or are you cutting out the bikes on both of them and then no 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 I, road? yeah i mean that's that's a trick yeah, yeah. Uh, what i'm doing now you notice the shadowing is the same because you came by at the same time a lot right. of these guys they come by me at the same time of day so it's always perfect especially if i get them two days in a row the shadowing yeah. is going to be perfect so yeah so what i did was i took one picture that i original. liked the best based on the position of the bike yeah. Then I figured which bike was going to be easier to superimpose over the front of the other one. Uh, and it turned out this one worked where I kept the red one, this picture by itself, and then cut this out and put it on and then had to do all the kind of crazy editing. But because I took them from the same spot, the background blended perfectly. Right. So sun's beating off. I told you, if it hits the top of my head, it's going to be blinding. Now, how'd you how'd you learn? I mean, I guess once you learn photography, it's funny because oh, I've been shooting since I was since I was in my teens. Yeah, my but, mother. But it, it's interesting because you know I, I've always said I'd taken photography and I took photography in high school. But the thing is, my 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 teacher liked me so much. I did it for three years in high school, and my point is is that back then I did black and white film, oh, yeah. and it's like you know I had to open the canister, I had to get the little the dark, dark bag, the dark room bag, yeah. and I had to, and I couldn't get my hands out until you did. But, you know, the thing that I hated back then was mixing the chemicals, getting the right temperature, developing, and then mixing it for the, for the photography. And I hated that thing. But after like a year of getting really good at it, mm-hmm. I was like, this is the easy part because right. it's always the same. Right. It's your picture where you're like, oh, man, I wish I was a little to the left, a little to the right. And my point is, the reason I bring this up is now, I guess, when you get into photography, you have to get into Photoshop. You have to get into these you, editing software. It's a digital coloring. nightmare. If you look at the back of this, if I go into the menu on this, it's a literal computer. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. There's, there's, uh, there's menus for everything, and each menu has a 1,000 submenus. And the funny thing is, you'll notice on my camera, it says M. That means manual. manual yeah. I use manual settings. I don't use any tricks. Any automatic or anything. Well, only autofocus. Yeah. Autofocus is the one thing you can't do physically with people coming at me at those speeds. So I use the autofocus, but everything else is manual. So, And I use a slow shutter sp- setting, which is why you get the blur in the background. So uh, now, a lot of people doing high-speed photography, it's a high-speed camera with a high-speed lens, but I'm shooting slow speed. Right. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah. And then this is just a, a ridiculous question because I'm, I'm the master at these ridiculous questions. Oh, good. If you had to pick, what's more important, the camera or the lens? I know it's both. but Oh, like, boy. But like, uh, yeah. what's uh, more? It's the lens. It's, it's the really lens. the lens. Yeah. I mean, I could take this lens and put it on three different cameras and do give you the same kind of quality. Shot. It's all in the, the glass. I mean, that was, that was something that I learned uh, early on, uh, even doing photography up in Big Sur. As a kid, how's the uh, coffee? It's great. It's unbelievable. Oof. I'll be awake for a month. I think so. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah. I mean, I was told early on that it's all in the glass. It's something I always like to laugh at because the one problem that photographers have these days is cell phones. Right. Everybody with a cell phone is a photographer. 
Right. Uh, I don't care if your photog- if your camera shoots 46 megapixel. Without this glass, I'll guarantee you, you're not going to get the shots I get. Uh, with uh, the Harleys, the Harleys have a serial number. The, the VIN number goes down the frame yeah, of yeah, the down, down the frame, tube. You can get that. I get people coming by me at 45, 55, 65 miles an hour on their Harleys, and they contact me, and they say, what's the clarity like in the picture? And I tell them the last six digits of their VIN. Wow. Okay? And do that with a cell phone. Oh, that's Your not, cell that's phone not won't happen. capture that, not with these well, lenses. Not yet. They're, they're, getting, yet. they're getting pretty. I mean, I, I have I have another phone here. Uh, well, you have a Samsung. Uh, yeah, it's a Galaxy S S twenty two Ultra. Yeah, the, with some serious the crazy Ultra. lenses. Have you have you taken a picture of the moon with that? Yeah, and it's it, got it, the tracking system. Now, see, you're, you're right. I cannot take now. If you look on my Instagram dun, 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 dun. page, <laughs> if you look on my Instagram page, you'll see a picture I took of Jupiter's moons uh, that I did with this camera. I couldn't do that with right. my cell phone. Uh, but this one actually I got, you can actually see the colors of the moons. It's really a trip. Uh, everybody, that, when I That's posted wild. it, because that was one of the first times I'd taken pictures. What did you do, up pictures. to a telescope, like a digital telescope? Or yeah, did- no, no. I just used this camera, put it to its full range, put it on a, a, a tripod, and it just had the settings right. And then the, the trick of shooting Jupiter, a lot of people don't know this. You take a bad shot, you can't really see anything until you put it in Lightroom. And then, because the, the sensor captures everything that you can't see, Lightroom brings all that out. And so it's really amazing. That's how I was able to get the shot. When I looked at it on the camera, I'm going, I don't think I got it. And then I went home and I put it on the computer and I put it in Lightroom. Oh, I pulled all the light out. What was that? Oh, that was your phone? Yeah, I, don't, I, <laughs> I, I have only one person that can break through my silence phone. A child? Uh, close. A girlfriend. <laughs> a wife. Oh, yeah, a wife during, like a uh, during school time. Um, wow, yeah. Th- I, 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 I'm just in between that. So here's where I'm at with cameras. I have this guy, and I love this camera, and I have a bunch of lenses on this. But I'm thinking about... How did you take this? Can't with this camera. Yeah, yeah, you can't get that with the night. No. But the same lens? Yep. Yeah. And that's not on a tripod. That's holding it with my hand. This was back when we had the uh, the migration of the uh, painted lady butterflies. I don't remember that. About three years ago? Three, about two years ago. It was right, right after the Woolsey fire. We had butterflies everywhere. Uh, my son came out to my camp just to capture all the thousands of uh, I remember that. that were, remember that? I remember you drive that. through and you got home and you had black and yellow uh, yeah, splatters yeah. all over your bike. Yeah, that was the painted lady uh, migration. And there were two migrations in the same month. It was crazy. So, yeah. Uh, was- this, this is random, but how, how did the, um, uh, you, you got a surrogate mother for, yeah. to have, a, to have your, your, your child. Right. Uh, how long ago was this? That was in that was 2009. 2009. That was 2009. Yeah, I, I made the arrangements in June of 2009. July of 2009, she, we found out that we were pregnant, and then literally two weeks later, I lost my job. So, yeah. So, yeah. so, but you were you were married at the time? No, no. Oh, single. Yeah. Yeah. Never been married. Never been married. Never been Cause, married. Because I, I I had an ex-wife that was so disgustingly evil that I was like, if I was able to redo this, I would do it that way. And those stories, you know, I think I told you, I'm I'm sober thirty. I'll be thirty nine years in less than a month on February eighth. Congratulations! Uh, thank on you. Big deal. Uh, Hold on, I got. I got. <laughs> oh, cool. Right? Thank you, guys. Sit down. Sit down. That's amazing. Hey, we'll have, a, we'll have the cake here for me next time. Just don't crash in front of me. Yeah, don't crash. Uh, yeah, uh, it seems to happen with cakes. Uh, so, uh, you know, being in that crowd, <laughs> you know, there's not, it's like picking from the wackiest person in the crazy house, you right. know? So, uh, been through my share of crazy, you know, failed crazy. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I decided that doesn't mean that I can't be a dad. So I was, no, that's, that's exactly how I, I, I was I doing really well. And I decided now's the time and woof, boy, did I get floored by the events that followed, you know, it's like, yay, I'm pregnant. Oh shit! Now I got to find a job, you know. And uh, yeah, it got scary for a while. So, and there have been a couple of times I thought about hanging this up, and every time I think about it, I get all these phone calls from people saying, "We heard you were thinking about quitting. You can't." You know, yeah. it's like, don't you get it? You know. 
Yeah, you're you're, you're you're part of the the land. Part of Mulholland, you're part, part of, of the landscape, I guess. Yeah, we need so, you. Yeah. Well, and the feedback that I get from people, it's really why I do it. I don't make a lot of money doing it. I mean, the, a lot of people don't understand the cost that goes into it. Yeah. And the time and and uh, you know, if I were oh, out it's there, it's so just huge. Doing, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I I built my own you website. Could, you could sell those pictures to anybody you want, right? Or anybody. Well, sure, but that's not going to happen. Right. Uh, nobody's going to contact me and say, "Hey, do you have a picture of a Ducati?" I want right. to put it in a magazine. Now, I have had magazines contact me and ask me for specific photos. Like uh, uh, Audi ended up, I ended up getting some pictures of one of their electric cars, and they contacted me. And now one of my pictures is hanging in Germany in their research and development. The guy actually sent me a picture awesome. of it hanging on the wall poster. That's size. amazing. Uh, Mini Cooper contacted me because I accidentally shot one of their cars that wasn't covered with the stuff it was supposed to be covered, and it was a car that no one was supposed to see. So they got a kick out of that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but I've been in the magazines. I was printed, uh, California Highway Patrol. I was even on the front cover of the California Highway Patrols magazine, which is what this is all about. Um, what is that, a badge? Well, this is, uh, this is a commemorative coin for a guy named Lucas Chalou, uh, who passed away chasing down a motorcycle thief. He was a motor that ran regularly on Moholland, uh, and he was chasing a motorcycle thief and got killed during the pursuit. Uh, this is a memorial cane. Wait, he, he yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, the way that the CHP came up with this coin was this photo Man? that's on the back. Yeah. The photo that's on the back, uh, a few years ago, this was the cover photo for California Highway Patrol's magazine called Zenith 12,000. Uh, that photo was when they first came out and they went from Harley Davidson to BMWs. And so they wanted a picture of the new BMW. And so one of the guys with the CHP contacted me and said, uh, talk to the editors, they want to use this photo in the magazine. So they did. So when this guy got killed, they knew who to contact to do the memorial coin because that's the same image that was, uh, that was on the uh, cover of uh, the magazine. So they contacted me and they came up with the memorial coin. This is so, this is so special. Yeah, it really is. Um, and, uh, I, I, I hate to ask, but like how, what, he, was, he was chasing him? Chasing and a motorcycle thief. And right. he went around a turn and a car was coming out. And instead of hitting the car, he went into a pole. He had what? a choice, hit the car, public, or hit the pole. And he, and, and he was riding the BMW. Yeah, he was on a BMW. And what was the other guy on? Uh, don't I don't remember what the other guy was on, but they ended up catching him the next day. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, they, they always catch him. It's just, it yeah. just sucks how much damage these people do. When, when they, you run, when, you don't know yeah. what's going to happen. And that's why I always tell people, you know, don't. Out, especially in these canyons, don't try to outrun the cops. Just pull over and take the ticket. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times these guys are very, you know, generous. They're not going to write you up for the speed you were going. Right. Uh, these guys are all, I know all these guys from West Valley. They're all amazing people. Uh, one of the guys, the, uh, uh, the top-ranking motor cop in California, a uh, really good friend. Uh, he just retired, you know, yeah. so... Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, these guys are really cool, and they sure as hell don't change. They're, su they're super cool. I, I was yeah. talking to, uh, I interviewed, uh, I don't know if you've heard of him, but Quinn Redeker, Detective Quinn Redeker. He I was don't know him. Is that Sheriff or uh, uh, Ventura PD? Oh, Ventura PD, yeah. yeah. I don't know. He's Ventura, but uh, he's like one of the, he's like one of the best, uh, what do they call it, Carney... <laughs> Carney motorcycle riders, you know. Oh, they, really? You know they do the. Oh, things. they do the crazy stuff on the motors. Yeah. yeah so he's he's like he's traveled the world and been to Europe mm -hmm. and all this stuff and does that. And then well, CHP has a drill team. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah no, the, all those guys are amazing. I don't know too many sheriffs anymore because the one sheriff that used to be our go-to guy passed away from a brain aneurysm just two years ago. Oh man. So uh, uh, we don't have any contacts with the sheriff anymore, but I still have a lot of contacts with CHP. So yeah, and they love me out there. I mean, they come by. No, they're, they're, they're amazing, but I was talking to Quinn Redeker, and, and when I heard his story, one, his story's cool because he grew up, I mean, everybody's story's great, but his story was cool because he talks about growing up in the San Fernando Valley in the 70s and 80s, and he grew would be like, Robert, garage. you can grab a rock and throw it in anybody's garage door, and they had a dirt bike or they had something, and he's yeah. talking about riding to Malibu and, like, you know, yeah. picking up chicks or whatever the case is. So he, he described this this romantic 70s lifestyle, no cell phones, no yeah. nothing, just your dirt bike. You have friends, computers, yeah. You freezing your ass off at the end of the day of Malibu, coming back to the valley, you know. Yeah. But uh, he talks about this, and it's awesome. But then he talks about like 
like you know what it is to be a motorcycle cop and like when you pull over somebody you're you're, you're looking okay this person has you know expired registration i'm going to turn on my lights but if i turn on my lights i might scare the other guys if i turn on the siren this guy might break if he breaks do i have space so i don't hit him right, right. you know what what's this car going to do uh, when he finally stops, I got to get off the bike. When I get off the bike, I got to make sure I have the kickstand. But right. if he starts shooting at me, where do I hide behind the bike? And, <laughs> and you start getting into how intricate every oh, sure. decision and precise. And then it's like people tell me, you know, people talk, you know, shit to us sometimes because we're wearing just like T-shirts, right. you know, like regular shirts. But it's like if you spend half the day running off your bike chasing somebody, you don't want to have 10 different things plus your vest right. plus this. So you need something where you're like – you know, mobile. Right. And, and it's, it's just fucking want, like, don't fuck with these guys. No, like, like just, yeah, they got, <laughs> they got, you know, sure they get paid well, but they also, you know, they earn their keep, uh, you know, plus they, they keep the Canyon safe, you know, uh, yeah. uh well, I especially so many- like them out there where they're at. And like I said, they're all very fair. Uh, you do something really stupid, you know, and they're going to hit you on it. But uh, I always tell people, if you get pulled over on Mulholland, just tell them you're on your way to Victory John, and they'll probably escort you. I had a girl on a Ducati get pulled over for speeding. She says, I'm just trying to get a birthday gift to little John uh, for, for Victory John. And they said, okay, so they brought her to me. <laughs> and luckily, she did I, have I'm, a I'm sure she was hot. <laughs> she was hot. Yeah, yeah. that's I, yeah. I don't think that had nothing to do with you. <laughs> probably, yeah, yeah. It wasn't your kid. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, well, I get some hot girls out there. Here's one. She's a model. Look at those eyes. I know. I love my photos when I see those and I get home and I go, wow. You know, again, do that with your cell phone. No, there's no comparison. Yeah, and it wouldn't be right if I didn't uh, have you take a look at Moto Shelby. She's one of my favorite all-time people. She's constantly posting stuff from before. they. I know she does that every time she comes by and she looks right at the camera and I'm like, oh, she's breaking my heart. I mean, that that smile is just like I love riding my motorcycle. I know, like, and she talks. I love this bike moment. all the time. That's like a thirteen hundred, and she rides it like it's a dirt bike. It is I mean, a thirteen hundred K thirteen hundred. But she just, you could tell, like, like this is the joy. Like, this is how, yeah. This, this is what she loves doing, is riding. Uh, she's been all over the world. So, uh, I think they're back in the U.S. How did so, how, you get into riding? When, when did you start riding? Oh, wow. I, I got my first motorcycle when everybody, I went to Agura High, and that's why Moholland is so cool for me, because I learned how to drive on Moholland. Right. Uh, that was where I took my driving courses. And when everybody at my high school at Agora High was buying cars, I was getting a motorcycle license at 15 and a half and riding a motorcycle. And uh, in my junior year, I got in an accident that almost killed me right in front of that high school. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't uh, even get your water. Oh, that's okay. Thank you. And uh, got in an accident when somebody, you know, cut me off and I T-boned him right there in front of the high school. And uh, I'm sure my mother would have rather me not done what I did. But the second I was able to move again, I mean, it almost lost my leg. It was really bad. Uh, and about nine months later, turned around and bought a bigger motorcycle, you know? And so I have now put just over a million miles on motorcycles. That's So that's this crazy. is my 16th bike, I think. Uh, but I don't know what I would do without a bike. Uh, I've always ridden motorcycles, just really big ones. Yeah. That that's, I, I, I like big motorcycles. I like big motorcycles. I, I, you know, I have the Streak Light, I have the GSA Adventure Bike, right. and then I have a Live Wire. And oh, you have one too. Yeah, and I don't. I, I didn't ride it. I was. I've had it for over a year. I test rode one. That's a trip. They're they're super. And they can trippy. pull a trailer. I'll think about it. I yeah. Pull my trailer. Well, the thing is, it's it. I'm so used to the fairing and the windshield right. and the you know the hand guards. That, that oh, I had. when you hear the gas or the engine, I'm used to that. I sure wasn't used to that feel of the live wire. I wrote that, and I'm like, this feels like you're on a toy. Yeah, thing, you know. Yeah, the, there there is that, and and then the range, the range anxiety is 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 a real thing. But like now, I'm getting used to it because Jaime has one, so we, right. we we go. He he has a few bikes, but he likes riding that one. And now I'm getting used to it, but for a year, it was inside my living room. Was that right? It was just inside my living room for decoration. Oh, I was gonna get I was gonna get a lampshade oh. like, and hang it on the mirror. I like the lighting you have there. Yeah, actually, that lighting's pretty cool. That I was uh, that. I yeah. used it once uh, for a Christmas tree, 
five what? years ago. You're kidding me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it was made for. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's a Christmas tree lighting. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's an LED strip that's like yeah. really nice. And then I was like, I'm never going to use this shit again. <laughs> and then I was like, these helmets need lights. Oh, there you go. And I now, didn't really think about my helmets needing lights. <laughs> yeah, well, I, <laughs> I, I, I have those that. for, I, I have so many helmets. I have so many helmets. I, I, I just been riding, I've been riding 20 years, 22 years. Well, I wouldn't be a good dad if I didn't mention little John. Yeah, I want to I see there little John. That's my boy. He just turned 13 two weeks ago. Super handsome. Congratulations. So, yeah. So I'm now officially 13. an old man father of a teenager. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, it's funny that that photo, I t- did that with a selfie with my cell phone. But it's funny that uh, that waterfall in the background, you probably can't see the waterfall, but that's called, uh, used to be called Julia Pfeiffer Burns. Now it's called something else, but it's up by Big Sur. And that's kind of where I knew photography would be it for me. Uh, when I was, yeah, the waterfall is like literally right there. You can't see it. It's right behind you. It's right, yeah. Uh, it's like but, behind your shoulder. Yeah. But uh, it's the only place on the California coastline where water comes off a waterfall and goes directly into the Pacific Ocean. And uh, when I was a kid, we'd been camping up in Big Sur all my life. I mean, 27, 28 years religiously, every year we'd go to Big Sur for two weeks. And uh, I would t- go up there with a little snapshot camera, a little 35 millimeter, a little one. Yeah, point and shoot. Point and shoot, you know, and all film. We didn't have digital cameras back then. And I would take these pictures, and my mother would come home with some postcards from Big Sur Lodge, and she'd take the postcard, and she'd take my picture, and she'd go, these are, you're doing postcard Close stuff. To the mic, yeah. Oh, and she'd say, you're doing postcard stuff. This is, this is the same quality as the postcards that people pay for. And so I knew then that it would be photography. And then when I became a pilot uh, almost 40 years ago, uh, I started doing aviation photography, and that was fun. Uh, I even had the military buy some of my Wait, wait, wait. So, so, okay, you were a pilot. Let's talk I am about a pilot. That. Yeah, you are a pilot. I'm a pilot. You don't lose that. Yeah, I'm still a yeah. pilot. Little John does not like to fly in propeller airplanes. <laughs> so <laughs> found that out So how did you become a pilot? Were you in the, were you in the service? No, no, no. Uh, when I got sober, it's something that I had always said that I was going to do because I lost the motorcycle accident kept me from going to the Air Force. Uh, uh, old story. Uh, I had been accepted to the Air Force Academy uh, in my junior year of high school. Then I got in the motorcycle what accident. What year was this? 78. 78. Uh, when I was accepted into the Air Force Academy. So all I had to do was finish my senior year. And the motorcycle accident happened because of the damage to my leg. I would never be a pilot with the Air Force, so I didn't go. And so it kind of changed the course of my life. But then when I got sober, I decided I always wanted to be a pilot. I lost my trip to the Air Force, but it doesn't mean I can't be a pilot. Same thing with kids. Right. I lost my opportunity to be a dad because I couldn't make a relationship work, and then I you know, had little John. So same thing with flying. I, I wanted to be a pilot, took pilot lessons, became a pilot. So now I'm a pilot. That's amazing. So, and I did aviation photography, and but mostly uh, all my photography, as as where work is concerned, was shooting in a uh, basically a photo cube, not yeah. action photography. So that that's amazing. And the military hired you to do photography for no, them. no, no. It, I took some shots uh, at a military event. It was one of the air shows, and I was getting pictures that their own photographers couldn't get. It was really funny. Uh, I had some prints done, and I went back to the air show the following weekend, and one of the guys saw the pictures. He says, can I show these to somebody? And so they showed them, and they said, we want to buy all your pictures. So I went, really? Uh, it had to do with shockwave. Do you know what shockwave is? On the airplane? Yeah, like, on the like, airplane. Yeah. where uh, people think You were getting the, the shockwave. I was literally yeah. getting it enveloping the just the right. fuselage with the front which and which back it appears for like two seconds not two seconds not it's even a, that it's a fraction it's like you have it's like catching a bullet right and their photographers couldn't catch it and i was hitting it every time i must have had eight or nine different jets uh so they're going like with G, that shockwave going how are you doing that huh they were, they were hitting like speeds of g3 or g no 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 they're not doing anything like that there's no mock you're talking they're, about mock mock or speed like yeah when, people think that shockwave is caused by breaking the sound barrier that's right, not true that's because it's against the law to break the sound barrier at that low uh you have to oh. go to like 20 or thirty thousand feet before you like the the opening to the edwards air force base air show they used to have chuck yeager come out and fly and break the sound barrier he was the guy that flew the X-1 or the X-something that broke this uh, right, the sound yeah. barrier. And so they used to start the show with the sound barrier with him coming out and doing that. 
but he would do it at 20,000 feet. So you'd hear it, boom. You would still hear it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, when the shuttle came in, you'd hear it, you know, hundreds of miles away. Right. So you can't, this is not breaking the sound barrier. It's just subsonic. So it's right there. It has to do with them moving. When mm-hmm. they shift position in the plane, they make the plane move real quick. If it's a humid day, there's a vapor explosion. Right. And the vapor explosion is what that shock wave is. God. And uh, sometimes, like, uh, if anybody saw Top Gun Maverick, you see them when they're flying real low over the water, and you see those little... Yeah, poof, yeah, yeah, poof, yeah, yeah. Like that. Shoot that from the side. When right. it does that little burst, that's the shock wave. Right. Uh, and if you can get and, it, right. it's perfect. You end up with the plane in the front and back, perfect, with the shock wave in the middle. It that's, literally looks yeah. like it's going through another dimension. It's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's like you said. So, it's like taking a picture of a moving bullet or something. Yeah, you just... Even for me, it's a predictable eye. I, I see it, I feel it coming, and I take the shot without seeing it. And then when I get the... Back then, it was film. When I would get the photos done, I'd go, oh, my God, I actually caught it. You should see my wall. I've got a couple of those pictures on my wall at home, you know, blown up. What, what, so. my, uh, my, my photography teacher, Sam, may he rest in peace, um, he told me... Some of the greatest pictures in history were because a photographer was at the right place at the right time with his camera. Seen the ca- with a with, stupid camera. With stupid I had <laughs> the dumbest Minolta camera with this idiot lens at those air shows. And these guys were up there with these state-of-the-art Canon or Nikon or whatever with these monster lenses. And they're trying to sling that monster lens around you know, trying to catch this thing. And I'm out there with this little itty-bitty yeah. thing going, you know, and just taking the shots. And and, and just a little bit I'm, of luck, it's right time. Just the eye, there. you know, seeing it and hitting it and uh, and making it clean. I mean, I, a couple of the pictures you can see, you can't read their call sign on the helmet, but you can see the color of their helmet, their microphone, and their face shield and stuff like that. So pretty cool seeing them in the cockpit. Man, you know? congratulations so, on, yeah, on your fun. success, your child, your your career, your business. I mean, very exciting. It's a, it's fun. It's a kick in the pants. So it's a blessing. It's, it's, it is. It's, For me, it's, it's a uh, what to do when things go south. You know, yeah. uh, don't give up. Uh, look for something else and then try to make it happen. I mean, I'm still trying to uh, build the company. Uh, my my dream would be to be able to take the photos. This is why Wi-Fi. I have a laptop that can actually receive the images while I'm shooting. Ideally, what I would like is for people to come past my camp and go to the rock store, the old place, or Neptune's, and have somebody there. Like we see, uh, right? There's the lawyer guys. Yeah. yeah, we see the lawyer guys there at the rock store all the time with yeah, the Russ table Brown. set up. Yeah, and so there, you just did a Russ Brown commercial. Make sure you pay him. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, there it is, Sean. What I, w- <laughs> what I would want is I would want uh, like to hire somebody to sit over there with an iPad. And That's as people roll idea. into the rock store, they'd say, wonder what she's doing. Of course, it's got to be a girl in a miniskirt. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, uh, have them walk over and go, oh, my God, that's my picture. You yeah. know, and have them be able to buy spontaneously because and then guess what? People, yeah, are, of course. people are knee-jerk. People are spontaneous. They're impatient. Walk into a place, this is why Disneyland does so well when people come off the ride and they want to buy a picture of them coming off the Matterhorn or whatever. And you see those funny pictures that are all blurred, you know, and they go, I want that picture because it's me on, you know, and it's this little mini megapixel garbage image that they buy because it was taken with a Nintendo or something. Right, right. (laughs) Whatever that funny little camera is that takes it at the end of the ride. And so here it is. I'm out there That's on Mahal, and I can get the images posted online where people can walk up and what, actually what, what, buy What would it picture. take to do that? Two more people and uh, getting my gear out there and having... I would need one person at my camp to be able to take the images that are coming off the camera, kick the bad shots, you know, because I do take bad shots every once in a while. Uh, so kick the bad shots, but sit there and upload as I'm shooting and then have somebody at the rock store or whatever place... Uh, sitting with a there TV or a monitor with a or monitor or something where they can sit there and monitor the website. And as the pictures come in, people will walk up and go, oh, that's me. How can I buy that picture and buy it right there on the spot? Now, they wouldn't be able to get the finished product right there on the spot because they got to do the post-production. Right. I can't put 46 megapixel images online using <laughs> wire yeah. Wi-Fi. It'd take forever. Yeah, but still, you could like charge 10% less because they're buying their picture there. I could, and then right. I could, I could sell the days. prices for a little bit less for them to be able to buy the but picture. But your, your prices are so good, dude. It's really stupid. Really. It's, it's, uh, if they want to see your prices or something, they have to get a hold of you on your website. What's your website? The way it is right now is highwayphotos.net. 
uh, or .com, because I own both. It's just when I started, I only had highwayphotos.net. So if you go to Highway Photos, uh, it says victoryjohn at highwayphotos.net. Right. Even, like I said, .com, whether you send it either way, I'll get the email. Uh, I own both domains. And like I said earlier, nobody really understands really how much goes into this. That website that you see, I built that all by hand before we had websites in a can. And now one of the other things that I need to do update uh, is I found out 85% of the people that are going to my website are going there with cell phones. Yeah. Uh, my website's not designed really for, for cell mobile. phones. It's designed for uh, computers. So I'm going to have to hire somebody because I can't figure out WordPress for the life of me, but I've got to get somebody to build a website that is more mobile friendly. Yeah. Right now, it's okay. You can tell. It says, you go to Highway Photos, it says, view your photos. You click the button and you go to Yeah, but, to it, but, but, but it's hard to navigate through it with a cell with phone. With a cell phone. You know, it's because, much easier. Because I'll go does. through my pictures. Uh, well, that's the, the desktop, that's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's flawless. Yeah. And and for what you're doing, it's it's a piece of cake. Yeah. But you have to you have to do a little. Ex- we're so we're so spoiled. I know, I know. It'd it's be like, much ah. better if it'd be much better if you walked into the rock store and saw somebody sitting there and going, "I want to buy that picture." Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'd be great if I could think. get it set up like that. Uh, you know, currently, uh, I took a pretty big hit last year, so it got to the point where I almost thought about hanging it up. And then, like I said. The second that the word came out of my mouth that I was thinking about hanging it up, I went over to the rock store and like eight or nine people came up to me and went, no, 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 you know, what do you need? Uh, and I said, I need more people to step up and buy their pictures uh, because it got to a point where I started thinking maybe, you know, making minimum wage is not going to cut it for me. In yeah. Uh, and that's what it was started coming down to. So. Now, at any point, did you used to have a banner? Oh, there is a banner out there. there, there see there's it? a banner? Yeah. In the picture that it, there, I, I just know of you, and I've purchased pictures before that I never paid attention to it because yeah. I already know where to look. Highway photos. It, there is a yeah. so as somebody goes by, they see the thing that says highway photos. The nice thing is I've been doing it for so long that if you Google Yahoo, Firefox, whatever, any search engine you use, if you type in highway and photos, my website comes up first, not some knucklehead taking pictures of highways. You know, it's highwayphotos.net. It's the first one in Victory John Photography. So uh, I'm lucky in that, in that I've been doing it long enough that I now have, I'm not paying for that position. That's just naturally going to be where my website's going to be with highway and photos. Now, if you type in rock store and photos, you'll get the old rock store photos website, but also you'll get highway photos website. So that's what it looks like when you go past my camp. And you usually see a flash because a lot of people ask me that too. Why am I using a flash in the daytime? Why are you using a flash in the daytime? <laughs> Your photography teacher didn't teach you this? It doesn't matter what he taught me. <laughs> the people are curious. It's science. Uh, it's the science of the light hitting the sensor. Uh, uh, there's nothing that you see physically uh, except maybe and occasionally you'll see feedback from the bike or from the windshield you'll see a flash you know the reflection uh but uh, as you may notice where i'm shooting i'm actually fighting the rules of photography uh i've the sun is in front of me it's not behind me right uh now paul rockstar photos had it made because the entire time he was up on that hill he had the sun behind him and he was shooting into that apex where he's got perfect lighting where i'm at there's not perfect lighting it's mostly shadow uh, because the sun's on the other side and it's actually casting a shadow on this side of the bike. When I use the flash, what the flash is doing is is it's putting the photons out there into the into the atmosphere, image, yeah. yeah, into the atmosphere, uh, to where the human eye isn't going to pick it up, but Lightroom does. And so when I want to get uh, an edit and I'm doing something where there's a lot of shadow, like here the dog, see the dog sitting on his lap. So this what is a guy great. with a sidecar. And the sidecar is up in the air, and the dog is sitting there, but you would never know that the sun was at their back. And this is because I'm using the flash, and the flash is cast in the light, even though to the naked eye you can't see it. When I do the post-production, it pulls it out. So I can see under the bike, I can see everything. That's such a great picture. Yeah. One of my son's favorite shots. He it's a, it's, it's, it's a beautiful shot. The doggos. 
So is that Chico? No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> I, but it's funny we talked about that. It's too bad. Uh, Another doggo picture on a Penagali. This dog is like sitting there saying, hey, put your head down, man. You're blocking the wind. <laughs> it's a piece of out of a windshield. I mean, out of a, a window. <laughs> I think that's probably my all-time favorite doggo shot. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. What's the craziest thing you've seen out there? Oh, I'm sure uh, there's a lot of it, but like, what's what's yeah, the most memorable? Well, I think, okay, well, I think the one most memorable and insane memorable. crap, yeah, is people passing over the double yellows right in front of me. Uh, the other thing that I've seen is some of the crashes that I had a guy uh, spin out. He came by me in a little uh, Ford nothing uh, and broke loose and then spun completely around and went into the dirt after hitting the, the rock embankment. Uh, somebody's going to get killed out of there sooner or later. Uh, sure. Thank you. Why isn't your hand shaking? My hand shaking. <laughs> this coffee is really I, good. I drink this every day. Oh, my day. goodness. I, I drink this at night. And go I drink bed. a oh, well, I drink a pot of coffee a day, but nothing like this. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, some of the insane stuff I see is probably, uh, probably the passing over the double yellows. Uh, there are a couple of groups that come by that have no respect for... Uh, the rest of the people on the road, uh, and I don't shoot them on purpose. Uh, but uh, I think some of the coolest stuff I've seen, I have a picture of it. So many celebrities. And, uh, what did I do? do you get excited when you see the celebrities? No, not anymore. Not anymore, huh? Yeah, I, only, yeah, here you go. <laughs> see, exciting. <laughs> wow, that's bad. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, now that's some of the fun stuff I do. Now, again, these guys will come right at my face just like that. You know, and, uh, and, and then my question would be, why the hell am I not getting the hell out of the way? <laughs> what would make anybody stand in front of a motorcycle doing that? I guess I'm too old and too stubborn to move. Oh man, that's that's a very well calculated shot. Yeah, that's outstanding. Well, I cheat a little bit. I'm doing in continuous firing, so all I have to do is track them. Yeah, you know, just like that, and then one of them's going to come out like that. Uh, the trick on this was was that I told the guy, I said, I need you to touch down while you're in your own shadow. So he said, What? He said, You're not looking at his leg. I said, Okay, you just do it right around here, and I'll take the shot. So you can see that you the, sparks the sparks are coming sparks, off yeah. right in his own shadow. If yeah, that it was the other side, the other direction, I wouldn't have seen the sparks. Yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So, but this is why stopping at my camp is such a good idea. If you have an idea, stop at my camp. We'll talk about it and see what you want to do. Like you stop by, we'll take your helmet off, do a couple passes. With oh no, no, I, I, I have to. I have to. I, I want to get new gear for. Oh, I see that picture there with you with your helmet off. Yeah. Now let's put you in motion. Now exactly. Now let's put it in motion. <laughs> yeah. I have this one in motion. Oh, yeah, yeah. That looks like Angela's crest. Uh, actually, no. It's Malibu. It's Malibu? Yep. Oh, you're coming down Latigo? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. it looks like Latigo. Exactly. Uh, I just shot a uh, Singer Porsche out on Latigo. Last Singer Porsche sold for $1.2 And this guy has two Singer Porsches. Oh, poor guy. Yeah, I know. That's a Singer Porsche on Encinal. Oh, by the way, you were probably going to ask me, do I do private photo sessions? This is from a private photo session. Uh, what I do is we go out for a couple hours. We go over to Latigo. We go over to Encinal. We go to Mulholland. Uh, and then we go wherever you think is a good place to go. Uh, and we do that. If it's just one person, I charge $300 for a photo shoot that lasts a couple of hours and you get all the pictures. Is that If you it? do it as a group, I charge 500 and we can take up to three people. And again, you get all the photos. You that's don't just amazing. Get one or two. That that's so affordable. Find like, a photographer that does that. There, there does. Yeah. I I know photographers that will charge anywhere from six hundred to eight hundred bucks to not ride a motorcycle, right. not stand on the side of the road, wants a perfectly lit place. And, Anybody with and a cell phone, can maybe take a picture. two spots. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, uh. but I, uh, I went and did a family portrait with my family at a studio a couple of years ago and it was $65 for just one shot. And if you want the digital copy of it, it's a hundred bucks. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Uh, $65 for a family photo and people pay it because they don't know where else to get a family portrait. Right. Uh, and so when I look at those rates and I'm thinking, 
that's crazy. And then I look at my prices and I go, that's just nuts uh, that I'm, but this is, I enjoy doing it. And, and one thing is for sure is, is that we don't have a boring time when I do these private, this, this guy with the Porsche collection, we went out and shot him. Uh, I've been shooting him for 11 years. Uh, and really great guy. And we have a blast and we do this every time I do a photo shoot. There's somebody that asked me, you know, will you shoot weddings? Only if somebody's planning on making a run for the door. If it isn't moving fast, I'm not shooting it, so I don't do weddings. Uh, yeah. I just can't handle it. It's just too slow. <laughs> um, and and then I, I, I am going to want to have you on my show again later, and I am going to talk to my guys, and we're, we're, we're definitely going to hire you for Absolutely. Know, a, a group shot. Get three, get three people together, let's go out and spend a day in the canyons. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely do that. Uh, Plus I have drones. Oh, nice. I tend to fly the you drones. You see, I, ha too. I have drones, but the problem is I can't fly it and take pictures of myself. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, isn't that awesome. weird? Isn't that weird? Some of my best, some of my best customers are photographers, uh, and the one thing that they make very clear is is that they can't shoot themselves. Yeah. You know, especially the so, one that I have. You have to wear the goggles, right? Yeah. And they're the most critical about my photos. So yeah. when I get a photographer, like I just had a guy, I think he's a student photographer. He just contacted me and mentioned right out the gate that he's a photographer. And uh, then he was asking me some questions and I started wondering uh, how much does he really know about photography? Because the way he described it, uh, he was trying to shoot people going 80 miles an hour using one one twenty fifth, Not unless you're on a monopod. Uh, you're right. never going to get a clean shot at that slow of speed. Uh, with them going that fast, you can make them look. I mean, this guy is ripping past me, and I think I shot him at one two hundred, uh, and you can see the background's completely blurred. Yeah, you know, so uh, speed is important to some degree, but yeah, your settings on your camera is everything. So we we briefly talked about it last time when we were on the phone uh, last week about about you know people riding over their limits or the motorcycle limits. Yeah. What safety advice with your experience watching people ride and your experience in riding, what safety advice would you give out to people? Right out the gate, feel your, feel the bike and feel what it's doing. I see guys come by, you know, there are a lot of the Dyna guys come by and they're really good, but there are a couple of them that come by and their bike is not tuned for the Canyon and you can see the bike shimmy and I'm like, dude, knock it off. Stop it. When the bike starts doing, it's like people that come around the turn and the wheels start to squeal. The squealing means you're losing traction. Stop speeding up. Get your foot off the gas, you know, yeah. and let it slow down and stop breaking traction. Uh, traction is your friend out there, same as uh, speed and space, distance. I see a lot of people, they come by and they're too close together. And then other people are treating it like a racetrack. They're like, even some of the cars come by and they're right on each other. And I'm thinking... What you All doing? it takes is one little thing to go wrong, especially if it's a car chasing a motorcycle. And I get that some of these guys, and I've got some pretty cool pictures of guys where they work together and they talk to each other, and they're doing that, and I get a shot of a car right on a motorcycle. But space is your friend. Uh, space is your friend. That's yeah, so good. space is your friend. And they're on, on Mulholland, especially Mulholland, and even worse, Angeles Crest, there's no room for mistakes up there. It's just like when I got my pilot's license, the one thing the instructor made perfectly clear, there's no room to make a mistake. You make a mistake, people die. Okay, and it's not just you, it could be somebody else, yeah. somebody on the ground. Uh, so when I'm flying, you take all the advantages of everything you've learned about safety when you're flying. It's the same thing I am when I'm on the motorcycle. Uh, you don't wanna drive like you're afraid, you wanna push it, you wanna push your limit, but don't push the bike's limit either. Uh, when you feel it that, doing that, something, dial it down. Uh, or go to the track. Learn how to ride it on the track. The track, you know, is, so, the track is so important. Too. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I get I, you know, I, I take my friend on his Ducati, and he's coming by me, 80, 85. The one thing you can't plan for is a rock slide or a deer or even a squirrel or gopher or whatever else might roll out onto the road or worse, some bonehead going in the other direction that decides he doesn't have to pay attention and goes over the doubles. Yeah, uh, these are things you have to think about. You don't want to be a statistic. You and, know? and even a simpler thing: check your PSI. Oh, on the tires. On the tires. Absolutely. <laughs> check your check your tires. Check your tires. Check, check, check your chain. check your suspension. Look, 
you check know, your chain. We check. could we could go over that. You know, every time when you fly an airplane, you have to go through a walkthrough, and you the first thing you do with an airplane is you open the doors, you put down the flaps, and then you do a walk around, and you do the walk around religiously, and you don't do it on memory. You have a checklist, and literally you walk through and you go through that checklist, uh, and you check every single thing on the checklist. Don't leave it to memory. Funny we don't do that with motorcycles. And there are far more motorcycle accidents than there are. And it's more dangerous than a plane. And it's more dangerous, right. Statistically. Well, yes, statistically it is. You crash an airplane that's all likely hurt you dead. You got a good chance to walk away. Yeah, but you drop a motorcycle. You drop a motorcycle at two miles an hour, you're fucking up your leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse the language, but you're hurting yourself. That's true. That's true. (laughs) You know? That's true. So, uh, uh, yeah, so I don't know why we don't do that with motorcycles. Look, I don't. I got on the bike and just started on uh, up and ran. Uh, but within the first three or four minutes, I can tell how the bike feels. Uh, you get on the freeway and you push it, you can feel how the bike feels. Uh, when I get into the canyons and, and I start pushing and look, people have followed me when I'm pulling that trailer and they freak. They're like, I can't believe you're pulling the trailer that fast. Cause I pull the trailer on the freeway at 80 miles an hour. I'm not kidding. I get on the 101 and I'm in the fast. FYI, he is 80. kidding. We, this is recording. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. Uh-huh. To all you CHP that are listening, I'm really not going that fast. <laughs> See? Hey, oh, we're all too. laughing. We're just like, you know. Yeah. I also got this one. <laughs> That's what happens when you drop your bike. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so uh, my, my word is know yourself and know your bike. Uh, and it's so important. Push it on the track, man. Don't push it in the canyon. Uh, it's hard to do. I mean, it's, people are going to keep pushing it in the canyons. But uh, just know this, too. Uh, my trailer has a full trauma kit in the back. So if something That's does so happen, you come to my camp and grab my trauma kit. Don't wait for the paramedics. They usually turn the wrong way in the canyons. I don't know why. Every time I see them come, they go the wrong way. Yeah, like, they, why did they go that way? Yeah, who knows? They probably got multiple calls. Like, I yeah. mean, it, it, it's Malibu. I, I spoke to a doctor, and he's saying, do you know how many people on motorcycle accidents come into our hospital? Yeah, you know? yeah it's bad. It, 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 it's a lot. So don't be a statistic. Don't be a statistic. Be careful. Ride safe. Uh, what's your website? Well, again, what's the Instagram again? Highwayphotos.net. Instagram is at Victory John, spelled J-O-N. So. And, and uh, ride it back and forth. Stop by the campsite. Check it out. Yeah, all are um, welcome. You saw the size of the camp. I put the canopy up. I bring chairs. I usually have, in the summertime, I have plenty of water there. Uh, you're uh, all are welcome to stop by. If you have an idea that you want to get a shot for, private stop sessions, by and have a talk. Yeah, private and, uh, sessions. Uh, you're usually there Saturday and Sunday. Only? Saturday, Sundays, and some holidays. Uh, Is there and a it's all time? based It's all based on the lighting. Uh, right now, at this time of the year, I get there about ten o'clock, and I stay until about two thirty or three. Uh, in the summertime, it's a little bit different, but you can follow it just by, by tracking the sun. Uh, I'm out there usually longer in the summer because we have more light right. uh, for a longer period of time. And it's also directly overhead, so I don't have to worry about shadows. Uh, I, I think what you do for the community is outstanding. It's amazing. Thank it's you. a great value because, again, if you just hired somebody to take a picture of you while riding, it, it, it's almost impossible. You know? yeah. And then if you do find somebody, they're going to charge you an arm and a leg. Yeah. So the fact that you're doing this is outstanding. Uh, how, how long do you hold on to the... the Pictures the, are online until forever. I mean, I've got... Now, I switched over to Smugbug in 2011, I think it was. So everything on there is from 2011 on. But they're all still up there. If you got pictures that I took of you in 2011, 2012. I, I uh, think I'm going to look there. for some pictures from 2017. Yeah, I always recommend if you're, I mean, it's so long ago. If it's like uh, really that long ago, I would say, where did you go to lunch? And look up your credit card receipts. To yeah. find no, no, I, I, I took uh, a picture. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm if you have a picture of, if you did a screen of capture that day. of the, sh- oh, no, of the, of the day. Oh, of the day. Of the, oh, okay. Yeah, I took, I, t- I took a picture because I stopped, I think, like on that little, you know where the cars stop right after your, your, your oh, campsite? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a little area. Oh, I, that's, I was, no, you're thinking of the snake. You're thinking up on top. There's no, man. oh, I know what you're talking you, about, you, but the car stop where they're all yeah, hiking down in the canyons. Just, yeah. yeah. By the way, you got to be careful going around those turns because those idiots pull out of there and make a U-turn right in the middle of the street. Uh, sadly, one of the sad things about what I do 
is I've been the last living photograph of five people now. Meaning really? over the last 14 year, 13 years, five people have come past me and minutes later they're dead. Uh, one of them was a guy named uh, Prince Oliver. Uh, I've got the last living photo of him. He was a huge playboy kind of guy who's uh, Zsa Zsa Gabor's adopted son. Uh, they had a multi-million dollar memorial for him down on Malibu, but I was there when he got killed. Uh, I've literally got the picture Oof. of him minutes before he died. Um, so, yeah, it's it, that can be the sad part of what I do. People do die out there. So, Man. John. I don't want to be the last living photo of somebody. Yeah, ever. No. No, I, I, I appreciate what you do. We all do. Um, I'm sure if there's somebody you took a picture of and didn't buy it yet, I'm sure they probably didn't even know where to look at it. That's um, a lot of the case, and I, I wish and, I could come up with something. And, and I, I think what the problem is, I think you got to move your banner because I think people are so focused on you getting a picture of them that by the time they pass, yeah. you, I mean, it's so obvious for you. I used to have three banners. Yeah. I used to put one before my camp on one side and one on the other side on the road. People steal them. Oh, bastard. It's crazy. I get these banners. I put them up down there. I go down to pick it up at the end of the day, and the banner's gone. Or other people, like the haters, throw it over their cliff. And oh. found one down at the bottom of the cliff. So that, that's that's one of these. I've, they've got to be. That's, <laughs> that's one of those. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I've put other signs up so people can have more opportunities to see that it says highway photos, so they know where to go to get their pictures. Um, but usually at extreme cost, where they take it, and then I got to have another one made. No, the best thing is like you said, have like a table at the the rock store. And that would a table be great at if the, I could get it to the point the old where. Place where I started uh, modernizing this to where the photos went immediately live after I shot them, because I really do think people are, you know, people tend to be impulsive. Uh, yeah. You know, they want what they want. They want it now, you know? And so if instant I had gratification. instant gratification, right. Rather than delayed. And uh, yeah, I, or I think a mobile that if app, I, if you do a mobile app, mobile lab, mobile app, mobile like, app, like, yeah, you know, now you're they, talking about cost. I don't make that kind of money. More sales. Yeah. More yeah. sales. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure yeah. it out. Um, I, I would love to have you again on the show. Absolutely. We'll talk about yeah. more stuff and more things. Come by um, my camp. We'll sit and bring your camera. Actually, and that's I'll another show thing. show you some tricks. Okay, I'll bring my camera, and I actually have portable podcast equipment where oh, I, we cool. could do a po we could just sit there and just talk about yeah. like that guy doesn't know how to ride. Uh, oh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, if you look up a guy named Sidestand. Uh, uh, on I think it's Instagram. He's got a. He came out to my camp and actually did a little interview with me that was actually kind of funny. Uh, but he's uh, he's uh, he likes to test equipment. So he, in fact, the last motorcycle he did a review of, he bought. <laughs> I thought it was really that good of a bike. <laughs> so yeah, I always love reviewers that buy the stuff that they review. Yeah. Well, that's badass. Uh, next time I see you, I will see you on the campsite, and I will do a podcast out on the field. Absolutely. That'd be great. Thank you so much, John. All right. Thank you.